0: Good morning. morning. Let's start with prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to meet together and learn about you and worship you in this way. Help us to appreciate that and be grateful for it. Lord, I pray that in all of our lives we would give you the glory fully, and not take any of it for ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can turn to Romans 5. May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. This was This is a quote from two Moravian missionaries as they were on a boat pushing away from the dock headed to an island that never heard the gospel. It's interesting, they actually sold themselves into slavery in order to get there. May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. And that was their motivation for going. I've been thinking about humanism a lot and I started studying it for this and realized it's a huge subject and there's really two aspects of it. So I have a definition here and I'll try to break it apart into two different things. Um, Try not to get lost in the start here. It'll start to make sense as we go. Definition of humanism. An outlook or system of thought attaching prime importance to human rather than divine or supernatural matters. Humanist beliefs stress the potential value and goodness of human beings, emphasize common human needs, and seek solely rational ways of solving human problems." So that's a lot. That's a lot to think about. But first of all, humans are basically good. And notice how it said, the potential value and goodness of human beings. So this, this is a, humanism is wrong. Uh, this is something that's very much in the world and it's throughout society even if we don't realize it. So number one, humans are basically good. And the second thing, the most important thing is to make humans happy even if it's through religion. And that makes sense because human is the prime importance, it's the center. Okay, so this is what the belief is. Every day as I drive to work, I pass this billboard. And we've probably all seen this series of billboards. This one says, girls should learn history and make it. And then in red box it says, courage, it's in you. Passiton.com. Have we all seen these? And they're good values, right? They all have like something in the red box that's something good, vision or confidence or something like that. That little, those three words, it's in you. And I was thinking, well, I want to make a billboard just like that, but instead of saying courage, I'm going to put jealousy there. Say jealousy, it's in you. Uh, And that's to describe really what Humanism is, right? So it got me thinking, is it really in us? Like, is courage in you just naturally? Like you just show up and you're like, yeah, I'm just a courageous person. Is it? I mean, we do have courage in the world. Some people are courageous. People are confident, or some people are confident or have vision. Genesis 131 says. And God saw everything they had made and behold, it was very good. So everything's good, right? Well, yes and no. God made humans perfect and He did. He created man perfectly. But then sin happened, right? So here we are in Romans 5 and um, verse 12, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And that's not the complete sentence, but what it's saying is, by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin. So we are all sinful, we are all corrupt. And that's why that those billboards uh, don't sit well with us. At least I don't think they should, because it's like, well, why is it in... Is it in us and why is it in us? Okay, but we're not just left there with the corrupt, okay, we're corrupt, now that's the end. No. Read down in verse 18 and 19, therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Amen? And this is how we can live. We can live in that many be made righteous. We can be one of those people. Uh, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. So we were created for good works. We were created for good things, for courage or confidence or love or whatever those signs are saying. But it's more than that, and it's coming from a motivation that's deeper than just make a better life for people. Right? It's coming from Jesus Christ. So humanism says humans are basically good. Christianity says we are not basically good, but we are created in Christ for good. Is that all making sense? Okay, so that's kind of the first part of humanism. Second part, <clears throat> the most important thing is to make humans happy, even if it's through religion. And this is interesting because it can be, we see it mostly outside of the church, right? People just out for pleasure. I, make me happy. And that's, you know, I don't know I, what's going to happen when I die, so make this life as good as it can be. But we see this some um, in the church too. Turn to Judges 17. And so I ask you, is God an end or a means to an end? Do you use God for your own gain or do you serve Him because He's worthy? Is God an end or a means to an end? Judges is a book of defeat. It's, followed, it's following the book of Joshua, which is a book of victory. They came in, they conquered the land. And then Judges, they didn't really obey fully, and they were starting to turn to idols. And so here we have an account, and it's very dark. It's not something to be admired. Micah's idolatry. So Micah was a man who lived in the mountains of Ephraim, and focus on the priest, that's what we're trying to talk about. Verse 5, the man Micah had a shrine and made an ephod and household idols, and he consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. In those days there was no king in Israel, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Now there was a young man from Bethlehem and Judah, of the family of Judah, he was a Levite and was staying there. The man departed from the city of Bethlehem, in Judah, to stay wherever he could find a place. Then he came to the mounds of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, as he journeyed, and Micah said unto him, Where do you come from? So he said to him, I am a Levite from Bethlehem in Judah, and I am on my way to find a place to stay. Micah said to him, Dwell with me, and I will be a father and a priest to you, and I will give you ten shekels of silver per year, as suit of clothes, and your sustenance. So the Levite went in, Then the Levite was content to dwell with the man, and the young man became like one of his sons to him. So this Levite was a man of God. The Levites were a tribe that they were were set apart for God, to do God's work, God's purposes. And yet this guy comes, this Levite comes, and he sells that. He sells his position, his work as god's person to to this man micah and to the idols and that's terrible but think about how that applies to us today do we serve god for the benefits that come from it or do we serve him because he's worthy think about how this priest he was just in for the benefits he wanted the 10 shekels and the the pair of clothes, and then later on in in chapter 18, the Danites come along, and they're doing their thing, but they're coming through, and they steal the idols from Micah, and they say to the priest, hey, come with us, be our priest. You can be a priest over a whole tribe. And He offers them honor and glory and, you know, more of a position. And he takes it. He goes with them. All he's out to do is find gain for himself, he doesn't care about the service of God or what he was really meant to do. Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24. Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercised loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness, in the earth for in these I delight saith the Lord so my point is serve God because he's worthy not because of what you will receive from serving God humanism says the most important thing is to make humans happy even if it's through religion but the Bible says serve God because he's worthy not for the gain you will receive.